You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a Thursday edition of the podcast. Hope you guys are all doing fantastic out there wherever you might be in Cougar Nation. A lot to get to ahead on this episode of Locked on Cougars. We continue with our Independence Week theme, talking about name, image, and likeness. We're a week into this new era of collegiate sports. How's it going? How can BYU best benefit from it? We'll examine that. We'll also continue our look back through BYU football history, talking about Jim McMahon's senior year in 1981 in the 100 Seasons Countdown. And, of course, catch you guys up on everything else involved in BYU athletics. The women's soccer program announcing their non-conference slate of games this coming summer slash fall. We'll get into all of that ahead on today's show. It's all brought to you today by our good friends over the Locked On College Football Channel. In particular, the Locked On Conference shows, whether it's Locked On ACC, SEC, Big Ten, Pac-12, or Big 12. Check out those shows. They cover all the teams in those conferences across the Power Five every single day just like we do here with the Cougars, but the Cougars are independent. All right, without further ado, let's have some fun here on a Thursday. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for July 8th, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch. Once again, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I, of course, am your BYU resident expert and insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, my day job. And it's an absolute privilege and an honor to be with you guys talking all things BYU on the daily right here on Locked On Cougars. A reminder for you guys, though, if you haven't done so already, hit that follow button wherever you're listening in from. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or a myriad of other podcast providers. Make sure to join us every single day. And as I've been saying all week long here, folks, we want our conversion percentage. The vast majority of you, and it's a credit to all of you, by the way, as I've mentioned previously, Locked On Cougars, we are in the top five across, I think, 150 plus different podcasts in the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On Cougars is top five in terms of the average number of lessons in in a single week per listener. So on average, the most of you are listening between two and three shows. I think it's, it's like 2.4 shows on average. I know that sounds really, really weird, but if we could get you guys up to three or four shows a week, it would make us by far the number one show on the network in that metric alone and obviously would very much increase our total listen numbers all that fun stuff so if you guys don't mind doing so I'd encourage you guys take your conversion percentage obviously 2 of 5 is 40% get you to 60 or 80% so go from a what's a 40% F to a D or even to a B with 80% would appreciate your guys' continued support in that regard. And as I am fond of saying, we like to make you guys the smartest BYU fans as we talk about the Cougars every day, getting you guys the news and notes you need to know every single episode right here on Locked on Cougars. All right, now to the actual meat and potatoes of today's show. Our Independence Week theme continues here, talking about things involving BYU independence. We talked about it, the fact that it's been a decade since they officially went independent back in 2011. Well, as we look forward to the season upcoming, we are now a week into the name, image, and likeness era. And what has it meant for BYU and what will it mean for them as an independent program? Well, honestly, 
I think this is a win for all student-athletes. I talked about this a week ago on the podcast on last Thursday's show and said, you know what, name, image, and likeness has been a long time coming, but is something that college athletes, in particular college football, etc., have deserved for many, many years. These are student-athletes who make billions, with a B, billions of dollars for the NCAA. Their coaches make millions. The athletic departments rake in millions. Why should the student-athletes not benefit more readily than they are? already do. If it's a billion dollar business, you can spare some of that pie and give it to the student athletes. Well, a week into this era officially with deals being able to be agreed to by student athletes, and we are currently working on that with Locked On Cougars as well, what has it yielded for BYU? All I have seen so far is one official sponsorship that I am aware of, and it came yesterday, actually, via defensive lineman Tyler Batty. He announced that he is signing on with Balmshot, which is a lip balm company based out of Idaho, if I'm not mistaken, and they will be his first name, image, and likeness sponsored deal, and congratulations to Tyler Batty. I think it's really cool to see him getting his shot. I don't think he'll be the only one in BYU football or BYU basketball or any other BYU sport to get their opportunity to take advantage of name, image, and likeness opportunities, but cool to see him officially getting his first NIL deal done, and hopefully it benefits him to some small degree. And by the way, uh, those of you who are thinking the student-athletes are going to make hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars on this, they got to have millions of followers on social media to make it worth most of these companies' time. I think, by and large, a lot of these student-athletes will get what I like to term walking around money. And obviously, walking around money means different things to different people. I am of the opinion if you're a student athlete, a football player at BYU, and let's say you have name, image, and likeness sponsorship deals or endorsement deals, whatever it might be, they get you 500 bucks a month extra. Think of what you could have done as a, as a student when you, you were in college or just as a high schooler, just as a young adult. Think about that if you didn't go to college. No matter where you were at in life, you can think back to that time, let's say from 18 to 25, and imagine what 500 extra dollars a month would have meant to you. That's what I think these student athletes at BYU and other universities probably will get. It's just That's kind of where I gauge uh, the median coming in. Will some student athletes get more? Absolutely. They're going to be athletes who have already agreed to it in other universities. We're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars of deals. There's other ones who will make what? 20 bucks? I don't know what it will be. I can tell you this much. Locked on Cougars is not going to make a BYU player rich with a sponsorship uh, agreement to be on the podcast or to help them start a podcast. By the way, just as a caveat, if you are a BYU player, a parent of a player who has an interest, no matter what sport they play at BYU, or they just want to talk about BYU sports in general like we do here on this podcast, I would love nothing more than to lend my expertise to them and help them build out that podcast infrastructure. There's one thing I know, and I don't know a lot, I know how to get a podcast off the ground. I've done it three years now with this podcast. I've done a number of other ones. I would love to help you guys out in that regard. So I'm not promising I can make BYU players rich. I'm not going to say that, but I think we can get them some money and we'll do our best here on Locked On Cougars to help BYU student athletes benefit from their name, image, and likeness. Now, how this relates to independence, I've kind of belabored the point here. You're probably wondering, well, it's Independence Week, Jake. Talk about what it means for independence. I think BYU and the connections they have both here along the Wasatch Front, Silicon Slopes, the myriad of different companies here, and even nationwide, and in some cases internationally with the connections BYU has, 
name, image, and likeness is going to be an absolute boon for BYU sports, not just BYU football. I think all BYU athletics are going to benefit from this because there are BYU boosters, BYU fans, literally globally, who have an interest in BYU, have a financial interest they would love to be a part of. And that's the best part if you're a BYU fan is getting these student athletes out in front of an international community. We all talk about BYU athletics and BYU football in particular being a missionary arm of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Well, why can't some financial incentives be a part of that? That is where I think the next thing is going to come. And I think BYU is an independent, especially in football, will benefit from that. So I think Good things are on the horizon for all student-athletes, but I think BYU as an independent program, especially in football, can benefit from this simply due to the fact that there are BYU fans along the Wasatch Front, globally, and even just nationwide here along in the United States of America who want to be part of BYU athletics. And this new name, image, and likeness era has opened the floodgates figuratively for them to help these student-athletes and be more involved with them than they ever have been before. So, of course, We'll continue to keep you updated on any other NIL deals that come to the fruition. And obviously, once we get some things locked in right here on the podcast, which I plan to do, I'll be happy to reveal those along the way as well. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll continue our look back at BYU football history, our 100 seasons countdown. Looks back in 1981 and the seminal career of Jim McMahon. How did he do as a senior for the Cougars? We'll break all that down here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friend at bet online folks they are the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action obviously the nba finals underway the stanley cup finals finished up last night congratulations to the tampa bay lightning if you want to bet on futures in college football or the nfl you have ufc mma interest golf uh, soccer no matter what it is bet online has all the news for you guys they've got bonuses all the time all the different prop bets, uh, money lines, no matter what your interest might be in the sports betting world, Bet Online can handle it for you guys. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game and have some fun in the sports betting realm. And of course, they want to make it worth your time. Get to betonline.ag. You can sign up for a free account, but also while you're there, when you make your first deposit, use the promo code Locked On for 50% of whatever you deposit added in as a welcome bonus. You heard that right. You deposit 10 bucks, another 5 bucks added for free, courtesy of Bet Online. You guys can do the math. 100 bucks becomes 150 bucks. Really simple. Take advantage of it now. That's betonline.ag, promo code locked on for that 50% welcome bonus and get in on the action. It's all courtesy of Bet Online as they are your online sportsbook experts. All right, my friends, let's continue on now with our 100 seasons of BYU football look back. We're talking about 1981 today. And the biggest thing about 1981 is it was the senior year of one, the only, Jim McMahon. Obviously, in 1980, that Miracle Bowl win, Jim McMahon was absolutely insane. Rewriting the NCAA record books. Well, he did it again in 1981, but he did miss two games during the 1981 season. He suffered a knee injury against Colorado State at even the fourth game. Yeah, it was the fourth game of the year. Uh, I was at, at Colorado, not Colorado State, at Colorado in Folsom Field. After that, he missed the next two games against Utah State and UNLV, which Steve Young, the next great BYU quarterback, replaced him. Just think of the run that BYU had, by the way, here in terms of quarterbacks. Gary Scheide, All-American. Gifford Nilsson, All-American. Mark Wilson, All-American. Jim McMahon, All-American. Steve Young, All-American. Robbie Bosco, All-American. 
What a run of quarterbacks BYU has had. It's unlike had, excuse me, has had, had, whatever. Absolutely incredible run. Very few programs in the entire history of college football can boast the run that BYU had under Lavelle Edwards from what, 1972 to, let's say, 84, 85 just legendary quarterback after legendary quarterback. Were they benefited from a unique offense that was ahead of its time? Sure. But you don't go and win Super Bowls, speaking of Steve Young, speaking of Jim McMahon, speaking of Mark Wilson. You don't play in the NFL, speaking of Gifford Nielsen. You you don't do that without having some talent as a quarterback. BYU had one of the best runs of quarterbacks of all time. In 1981, brought the record books just all over the place. And by the way, Jim McMahon Uh, followed Mark Wilson in finishing third in the Heisman Trophy voting. Obviously, Ty Demmer was the recipient of the Heisman Trophy, the only one in uh, BYU football history. But I think the groundwork was laid by guys like Jim McMahon, Mark Wilson, Gary Scheide, Gifford Nilsson, Steve Young, just on down the list. Absolutely phenomenal. So the 81 season opened up in fine fashion. BYU goes to Long Beach State and pummels LBSU 31 day. They follow that up with their first home game against Air Force. And by the way, BYU started the year ranked number 16 in the country. So they open up their home season against Air Force as the number 15 team in the country, paced the cadets 45 to 21, then demolish UTEP in the Sun Bowl in El Paso 65 to 8. Followed up with a win at Colorado 41 to 20. As I mentioned, Jim McMahon gets hurt there. The next two games, BYU is the number 10 team in the country, beats Utah State 32 to 26, a close game there. And then Riding a 17-game win streak, they go into a game against UNLV, lead by 17 in the second half of this game. UNLV rallies and snaps BYU's 17-game win streak with a 45-41 victory. Uh, Steve Young was fine in the game. BYU had a pretty good game in their own right, but they just could not slow down UNLV's offense. Plain and simple, it was a game 45-41. They were the number 8 team in the country at that point. Obviously, many people think, okay, they can make a run to the national title conversation here. Well, as such, you lose that game. Then they go to San Diego State to play in Jack Murphy Stadium. They tumbled from number 8 to number 17 in the rankings. Win at San Diego State 27-7. Then suffer their second loss at Wyoming a week later as the number 13 team in the country, 33-20. So, those two losses kept BYU obviously out of the national consciousness. After that, they were unranked until the final game of the regular season against Utah. But they reeled off four straight win beating New Mexico 31 to 7 went to Colorado State winning that game 63 to 14 beating number 19 Hawaii in Aloha Stadium 13 to 3 and then finishing off the season as the number 18 team in the country after beating Hawaii beating Utah 56 to 28 in that game against Utah Jim McMahon passed for 565 yards and became the all-time leading passer in NCAA history A fitting conclusion to an absolutely legendary career. BYU then went to the Holiday Bowl for the fourth straight year, once again winning the WAC. Utah had hopes of winning the WAC had they beaten BYU, but BYU goes to the Holiday Bowl for the fourth straight year as the number 13, excuse me, number 14 team in the country at that point, taking on number 20 Washington State and wins a thriller for their second straight bowl win, 38 to 36. I'll tell you what, folks, BYU made the Holiday Bowl a must watch game year in and year out. 
out for many of the games they played there in San Diego. Many of you who were old enough to remember those games can speak more to it. My father and grandfather went to, I believe, almost every one of these holiday bowls, at least through the first run that BYU played in them. And they talk all the time about how thrilling the games were. So BYU finishes the year as the number 13 team in the AP poll, number 11 in the coaches poll with an 11-2 and overall record, 7-1 in the WAC, winning the WAC title once again for the seventh straight year for Lavelle Edwards. He's just been absolutely demolishing teams in the WAC. And as we mentioned, this is probably the best five-year run in many programs' histories and obviously the best in BYU history. They obviously capped off with the 1984 National Championship that we will get to next week but this type of stuff is fun to talk about because I was talking with Rich Hart a good friend of mine he's been helping me with my weight loss I've talked about Elevate Gym and Insulin IQ by the way folks if you are having issues with your weight or you just want to get in better shape I'd encourage you guys check out Insulin IQ I can tell you this much the system works I started on St. Patrick's Day this past year. And by the way, this is a shameless plug. I'm not being paid for this in any way, shape, or form. Like, If Rich wants to advertise with us at some point, we'll be happy to get him on, and we're working on that. I mean, we'll see if we can get him to advertise with us. But this is me just talking about my work with Rich. I have gone, so St. Patrick's Day 2021, so we're talking just under four months ago, folks. I weighed in, uh, what, a shade under 265 pounds. Obviously, been struggling with that weight most of my life. My last weigh-in yesterday with Rich, a svelte 229 pounds. Yes, over 30 pounds lost over the past four months. I am feeling great. And by the way, speaking with Rich, if you guys have interest in it, go to Insulin IQ. Check out Elevate Gym and Orm. You can find them on social media. You can find them just doing a Google search. Well, I was talking to Rich, and he talked about the fact, Jake, these are the years that I will remember for the rest of my life. Rich is older than I am. He was old enough to have seen these years play out in BYU football history. I dream of being able to have been old enough to see these seasons play out. Jim McMahon is an absolutely legendary figure in BYU football history, but he's not alone. There were uh, many guys on these rosters in this era that played in the NFL. Think of Vi Sikahema. Think of guys like Gordon Hudson. Think of, man, just uh, you can go down the list of the guys who had legendary careers at BYU and then went on to play in the NFL. It's absolutely incredible. I'm just, so exa- For an example, I'm just pulling this up. Bruce, so on the 81 roster, Jim McMahon, Steve Young, Bruce Hansen, Vice Kahema, Glenn Kozlowski, Glenn obviously played in the NFL, Gordon Hudson, all NFL players at some point. Also this season, a certain guy named Kyle Whittingham was a stud player for this 1981 team. I believe he was the WAC Defensive Player of the Year. I had over 120 tackles uh, for the Cougars. He spent some time playing in the USFL as well as a replacement player in the NFL, obviously before launching his coaching career. And he we can acknowledge as a former Cougar, he's been up at Utah for some time and has had wild success. Uh, that nine-game win streak hopefully comes to an end relatively soon. But nonetheless, the players, the coaches who were on these teams for BYU, the talent is just undeniable. And it's just, man... I, I dream of one day being able to see BYU get back to this type of football. Maybe they will. Maybe Kalani Satake is building something for us here. But 1981, obviously, the senior season, the final year of Jim McMahon's legendary career at BYU, infamous in some people's eyes. But nonetheless, what he accomplished is hard to match and just, man... It's one of those things that I would dream of being able to watch it in person. And many of you who are a little older probably did see these seasons play out, saw this season in particular play out. It's just one of those seasons that you will never, 
ever forget. All right, so there you go. 1981. We'll continue on. We'll finish out the week with 1982 next. Steve Young finally gets his chance at the wheel of BYU's offense in 1982. We'll examine how things went for the Cougars, obviously, as they are just on an absolute tear here, building towards a national championship in 1984. How did things go in 1982? We'll talk about that on tomorrow's edition of Locked On Cougars. Coming up next, though, we'll wrap up today's show, get you guys up to speed on everything else you need to know as a BYU fan. Women's soccer announcing their non-conference slated games. We'll get to all of that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends over at Built Bar, folks. I placed my order yesterday. The Grasshopper Cookies are coming to my house. The Grasshopper Cookie flavor is here for a limited time at BuiltBar.com. You guys need to try this flavor. Some of you asked on social media yesterday, how does it compare to the mint brownie flavor? Uh, I can tell you this much. It tastes about three times better, and the mint brownie is absolutely phenomenal. I love Grasshopper Cookie flavor. I want you guys to give them a shot as well. It's utterly phenomenal. And the best part is it's healthy for you. 150 calories, 17 grams of whey protein, and just five grams of sugar. Built Bars have been a big part of my weight loss plan. Something I've been doing with Rich, as I mentioned, over there at Insulin IQ. Uh, But man, I want you guys to give them a shot. They have amazing flavors. Some of my favorites include Cherry Barcia. As I mentioned, Mint Brownie. This Grasshopper Cookie is in my top three of all the Built Bars I've ever had. Also, they've got ones like Strawberry, Orange, Cookies, and Cream. I want you guys to give them a shot. The flavors are phenomenal. They taste like a candy bar. They're covered in 100% chocolate. It's my opinion on this that you will not be dissatisfied with Built Bars. So get to Built.com, their website, Built.com, and while you're there, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your next order. Get enjoying the best tasting protein bars with Built Bar and do it today at Built.com. All right, my friends, before we go here on a Thursday edition of the show, first off, happy Uriah Lopa Leatawa Day. We are 58 days away from BYU kicking off the season there at Allegiant Stadium against the University of Arizona. Looking forward to this matchup, folks. And, of course, Uriah Leatawa, he is back for his quote-unquote COVID super senior year, trying to finish out his career on a high note. Had an injury last year, obviously, taking advantage of the extra year afforded to him with the freezing of eligibility. And I I don't blame him one bit. I think Uriah is going to be a big part of what I think should be a fairly solid defensive line for BYU. Are they going to be as good as the defensive line has been in the past couple of years with most of the main contributors leaving? Maybe not, but I think in terms of overall talent and depth, BYU's defensive line may be as good as it has been in some time. May just maybe lacking for star quality, but a guy like Uriah, he could absolutely, and my, my sincere hope is knowing this young man a little bit, I hope he gets that opportunity to prove what he can do. He's been beset by multiple injuries during his BYU career. Be nothing better than to see him enjoy a standout senior season, and as I mentioned, wearing number 58, 58 days away from BYU in Arizona kicking off the season. All right, one of the note before we go here on today's show and by the way uh, Bill Hecker actually sent me an email I saw this right as I kind of started recording the podcast Bill I'm going to break into that email and we'll talk more about it on tomorrow's show so I know you're listening to this or you're a religious listener and I cannot appreciate enough your contributions to the show we'll work it I'm going to read that email we'll work it into tomorrow's the Friday edition of the podcast so just a heads up on that Bill but one of the note before we go here today is the BYU women's soccer of course they're the sport that kind of kicks 
off the season for BYU Athletics beginning in mid-August. They have announced their non-conference slate of games for this upcoming season. The good news is it's all going to be out there at Southfield. There's no more of these COVID restrictions, all that stuff. It should be a lot of fun. They'll start it off Saturday, August 14th with an exhibition match against Weber State at Southfield. They'll follow that up with their home opener on Thursday, August 19th as Ohio State from the Big Ten comes to Provo, Utah to take on the Cougars. Looking forward to that one. Then they will be on the road at Auburn a couple days later taking on the Tigers in Auburn, Alabama. Then they have a couple days off before hosting USC at Southfield. Going to Arkansas in Fayetteville on Monday, August 30th versus Marquette at Southfield on Thursday, September 2nd. Finally facing Utah in their annual rivalry match in Salt Lake City on Thursday, September 9th. Then finishing off their their non-conference slated games with three straight home games. Missouri comes on Saturday, September 11th against BYU. Missouri, BYU in soccer, and then BYU-Utah in football would make for quite the doubleheader that day, by the way. And then also Thursday, September 16th, a home game against Idaho State, and then finishing things off with a home date against Utah State on Saturday, September 18th. Women's soccer at BYU gets the biggest of the big teams to come and play them at Southfield. It's a different thing than college football, obviously, where you'd like to see some of these big dogs come to Provo more often. Ohio State, uh, uh, Marquette, Missouri. Uh, man, you're getting some big-time names coming to BYU, USC coming to BYU, and obviously if you're in state matchups with both Utah and Utah State. I'm looking forward to see what Jennifer Rockwood's squad does this fall, and I can tell you this much. You go out and do well against that schedule, you're going to be considered among the best. Obviously, the West Coast Conference is home of Santa Clara, the reigning uh, College Cup champions, the women's soccer champions in the NCAA. They had a phenomenal run to the national title this past spring. BYU will be trying to chase them down, but I'm not going to count out Jennifer Rockwood in any way, shape, or form. She's put uh, such a good team on the field for so long long now. I have no reason to think that anything is going to fall by the wayside when it comes to the Cougars and women's soccer, especially this year. I'm looking forward to it. So congratulations to them on getting that non-conference slate all solidified. Obviously, the West Coast Conference slate will come out at some point here in a relatively near future. and We'll break that down as well for you guys once we have that. All right, that is going to do it for this edition of the show. A big thank you once again for your support. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at LockedOnCougars. My personal Twitter feed, if you'd like to get my thoughts on all things sports is Jacob C. Hatch. And as always, the email address to reach out to the show anytime. Advertising questions, concerns, comments, like Bill, you have something you want to add to the show, email us. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address. Want to remind you guys as well, right before we go here, make sure to get over and listen to Locked On Today next. It is, of course, your podcast. Get you up to speed on everything else going on in the sports world at large. On today's show, what's the game plan for the Phoenix Suns in Game 2 against the Milwaukee Bucks? Obviously, in the NBA Finals tonight. They'll talk about that, get you up to speed on everything in sports in 20 minutes or less. Download that show wherever you get your podcast every single day. All right, that's going to do it for us. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for July 8th, 2021, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow.